I thank you for the blood of Jesus that would, it was shed for us at the blood of the Lamb. And we receive your sacrifice as an atonement for all of our sin. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us as the blood of the Lamb. And we receive your sacrifice as atonement for all of our sins. The pride of life, the lust of the eyes, and the lust of the flesh. We come against you now in the name of Jesus. We repent and turn away from all of these sins. And God, right now we come against every spirit of rebellion. In the mighty name of Jesus. For rebellion against you. Oh God. And I ask that you will cover and protect us with the blood of Jesus. Open up the floodgates of heaven. Release now in the name of Jesus the prayers that we have already prayed. Right now in the name of Jesus, answer us suddenly, oh God, immediately, absolutely. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but through our mighty God to the pulling down of strongholds. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I pull down every stronghold that has delayed and hindered the promise of God in my life. Father, we declare that freedom in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, cover our mind and thoughts with the blood of Jesus. I receive healing with help from the blood. I rebuke and cast out all sin of guilt, shame, and condemnation. I remove false burdens. I break and release from curses. I command every demon hiding and operating behind a curse to come out now in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against me. I send confusion against every satanic attack coming against me. I quench every fire of wickedness now in the name of Jesus. I am redeemed. I choose life. I rebuke the winds and storms of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. And every strategy of hell is exposed. I am a king and a son of God. I break down the high places right now in the name of Jesus by the Spirit of God. I decree and declare that the spirit of intercession is being birthed in me and you right now. I pour down every religious spirit, every traditional spirit. I call upon the wind of God to blow upon these spirits that are out of you. God, right now, oh living God, right now, anointing, anointing, follow the hearts of the people. Right now, in the name of Jesus, humility be their portion. Wrap around them. Holiness and sanctification be their perfume. Hallelujah. So that their hearts will be able to pursue God. I speak that we are covered by the blood of Jesus, protected under the ways of the Almighty God, as we yield to Him and become part of His end time, army, marching in victories on our knees. Rising up in a supernatural authority to destroy the works of the enemy. We overthrow, overrule the plans of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. We snatch the souls of men and women and boys and girls from his, from his hand through the copper and shed blood of the Lamb and the authority of the Word in the master's name of our Lord and Savior. Our Heavenly Father and power of the Holy Spirit. It is so, and so it is. The whole man shall be a desolation, yet I will not cause total destruction. For this reason, the earth shall mourn and the heavens above shall become dark, because I have spoken. I have decided I will not change my mind, nor will I turn back from it. Every city run away at the sound of horsemen and, and, and archers. 
They go into the thickets and climb among the rocks. Every city is deserted and no man lives in them. And you, O oh desolate one, what will you do? Though you clothe yourself in scarlet, though you adorn yourself with ornament of gold, though you anoint your eyes with paint, hallelujah, you make yourself beautiful in vain, your lovers ask to despise you, they seek your life. For I heard a cry like a woman in labor, the anguish of one giving birth to her child, the cry of the daughter of Zion, who gasps for air, who struck out her hands, saying, Whoa, it's me, me, my judgment comes. Lord, I believe that all things are possible with me. Your word tells me that there is nothing too hard for you, that what is impossible with man is possible with God. I put my faith in you. And you alone, O God, your teacher shall teach me that I can pray for anything. And if I believe it, I can have it. Lord, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you, Jesus, died for my sin. Although I'm not worthy, I believe that all things are possible within through you. My Lord Jesus Christ, hear my prayer now. Oh Lord, I know not to put my trust or faith in man, but only in you alone. I trust your wisdom, O oh Lord. Jesus, you instructed us to trust in you with all of our heart and not to depend on our own understanding. I trust you with every fiber of myself. I seek your will and purpose in my life. Now direct my path, O oh Lord. You already know my needs. Help me not to worry. Keep me focused on you, El Shaddai, my all-sufficient, everlasting source. Lord, you said to you said. You said that if I keep knocking at the door, hallelujah, and you told me that if I keep asking, it shall be given. If I keep looking, I shall find it. You told me that if I keep knocking at the door, it will be open. So, Lord, I have been knocking and looking and asking for your wisdom, God, to understand, to get through these obstacles before me, to bring me to my place of destiny in you. I am your child, Lord. Open this door and let me pass with blessings and favor from your mighty hand, straight from heaven to God. Father, rain down your favor on me. Let it be such a downpour that I cannot contain it all. Let it spill over to my children around me. I decree and declare your word in Matthew 7 and 7 and 11. Lord, give me the faith of the Roman soldier who adds you to Glory to God. We welcome everybody to Soar International Outreach Network. This is Lady Apostle. Welcome, welcome. We're into our morning prayer, and then we're going to get ready with our School of Logo Sunday class. Hallelujah. When the book of Ezekiel, glory to God, just live. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go ahead and take a moment of prayer. Get your hearts right. Ask the Lord God to forgive you of anything that you may have done or said. Ask the Lord God to have mercy on you. Hallelujah. And go ahead and begin to give God thanks. Hallelujah. Praise Him for just waking you up. Praise Him for just giving you life. Come on now. Just give Him just the glory. Come on. Let's get into a moment of prayer. Hallelujah. Press in. Press in. Jesus. Cast the world by speaking in the Holy Spirit at all times and agape heart to submit and love. In the name of Jesus, continually show me your favor, your glory. Keep your hands and feet enlarged and increase my coast and territory, O oh Lord. 
I welcome the Holy Spirit to help me in the mighty name of Jesus in all of my ways, in my affairs, in my family, in my ministry, in my business, in my divine kingdom assignment. Right now in the name of Jesus, I come in the name of the resurrected Jesus Christ who moves we are and whom we serve, that in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every knee in heaven and in earth shall under the earth, that every tongue shall confess that Lord Jesus Christ is Lord. In the name of Jesus, I stand on this dispensation of words according to Ephesians 1 13 of the grace of God which is given to me of the revelation of Jesus who made known unto me the mysteries in which I have understood his divine knowledge and the mysteries of Christ which in other ages was not made known until the sons of men as it is now revealing unto his holy apostles prophets by the, by the Spirit. Now that the Gentiles shall be be um, fellow heirs and the same body, partakers of the promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. I humble myself unto God, the grace given unto me to preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God. In all things by Jesus Christ to the extent that, that now into the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom I have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore I desire that I faint not in the tribulations which is of the glory of God alone in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and glory to God. Come on, let's travel in day 11. Praying for divine healing through the blood of Jesus. My God, my God, it's something about the blood. It is in the blood. In the name of Jesus, I apply the blood of Jesus to every hidden sickness in my life. I sprinkle the blood of Jesus upon my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I hold the blood of Jesus as a shield against any power of sickness in my life. In the name of Jesus. Through the blood of Jesus, I have been redeemed out of every sickness. Through the blood of Jesus, I am healed. Through the blood of Jesus, I have the life of God in me. Let the blood of Jesus stand between any sickness in me. I curse every work of darkness in my life to drive to the roots of the blood of Jesus. I defeat paralyzed and eased by the blood of Jesus, of the spirit of infirmity, unto limited death. Inherited sickness, uh, dream attackers, uh, let the power of the blood of Jesus be released on my behalf and let us speak against every let us speak uh, against every evil uh, dead bone in my body. Uh, I draw a circle of the blood of Jesus around me and my family and my children, uh, around his ministry, uh, around Jesus Christ, his ministry, uh, around his business uh, that he has given up to me to look over uh, in the mighty name of Jesus uh, and everything that tries to come up against me, uh, every error of infirmity, uh, I cast you down with the light of God. Uh, I overcome every spirit of infirmity by the blood of the Lamb. No spirit or power or personality shall be able to put any sickness on me because I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Let the blood of Jesus speak 
destruction unto every evil growth in my life. Let the blood of Jesus speak disappearance into the infirmity of my life. Let the blood of Jesus speak peace into every organ of my body. In the name of Jesus, let the blood of Jesus speak healing into every organ of my body. Let the blood of Jesus dry up every evil tree being used against health. I render every evil power that Relating against my health and poked by the blood of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus minister defeat against every sickness in my life. I minister death unto the enemy of good health in my life. By the blood of Jesus, I decree and declare good health. I find the stand power of any sickness that the blood of Jesus that tries to stay in my body. I cast you out right now in the name of Jesus. I hold the blood of Jesus against you. You spirit of poverty, you spirit of infirmity right now in the name of Jesus I cast you out and every spirit that is not of God in my bloodline right now you have to flee I hold the blood of Jesus against you I hold the blood of Jesus against you against every spirit of stagnation in my life I cast you out in the name of Jesus every spirit of fear every spirit of procrastination every spirit of delay in the name of Jesus I I hold the blood of Jesus against the lack of good health. Right now, I hold the blood of Jesus against every delay and denied promotion. I hold the blood of Jesus against every dead account. Right now, I hold the blood of Jesus against every evil diversion in the name of Jesus. And right now, as we travel through day 12, in all authority, I'm praying for a refuge and guidance to our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, Father, let me walk in obedience to the Holy Spirit and purify my heart for sincere affection of the brethren to love them firmly from a pure heart. Father, I brace on my mind to be sober, self-respect, and really alert to set my hope holy, unchangeable in your grace. In the name of Jesus, I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before you. I declare and decree my trouble before you. When my spirit was overwhelmed and weak within me, when I was wrapped up in darkness, you guide me through your path. Through that marvelous light I redeemed. Right now, the name of Jesus, in the way where I walked, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see, for there is no one who has regard for me. Right now, in the name of Jesus, escape has failed me. I have nowhere to run. No one cares about my life. I cry out to you, O Lord. I said you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Give attention to my cry, for I am brought very low. Rescue me from my prosecutors, for they are stronger than I, O Lord. Have mercy on me, Heavenly Father. Bring my soul out of prison, so that I I may give thanks and praise unto your name, that righteous will surround me, for you will look after me in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we pray against forces of delay and distraction, give us a keen discerning spirit to not to take for granted the precious seconds and minutes and hours of our day, as well as the agenda of other people's time. Oh Lord, give us the ability to finally discern what is the most important and be guarded against the enemy's strategies and plans, device and traps. Attack is a blow, Sakasha. Make your will be 
abundantly in our life, clear and noticeable to us every day, oh God. Hear our prayer, oh Lord. Listen to my supplication. Answer me now in the name of Jesus. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight no man living is righteous or justified. For the enemy has prosecuted me. He has crushed my life down to the ground. He has made me dwell in the dark places like those who have been dead. Therefore my spirit is overwhelmed and weak within. Wrapped in darkness my heart grows numb within me. Right now in the name of Jesus. Remember the old days of my life, O oh God. Thank you for the new days, O oh God. Thank you for your love, kindness in the morning. For I trust in you. Teach me your way in which I shall walk. For I lift up my soul to you. Rescue me, Lord, from my enemies. I take refuge in you. Teach me to do your will so that you may be pleased with me. You are my God. Let your good spirit lead me. Right now, save me, O oh Lord. Your name say. In your righteousness, bring my life out of trouble. In your love, kindness, silence, and destroy my enemies. Destroy all those who afflict me. For I am your servant, and I owe my entire life being to you, Christ Jesus. Help me die out to my own will so I would know the plans you have for me. In the mighty name of Jesus, right now I declare Psalms 24 and 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein, the name of Jesus. I decree and declare Psalms 115 and 14. The Lord shall increase you more and more in your children. And Psalms 145 and 16. That open thy hand and stand fast and desire that every living thing in Jesus Christ. Right now in the name of Jesus. My prayer for boldness uh, of a witness as we travel in day, day 13. Prayer for boldness of witness in the name of Jesus. I raise my voice as the very Lord uh, who has complete power and authority in earth and heaven. It is you who have made the heaven and the earth and the sea uh, and everything that is in them. Uh, who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of the Father David your servant said, uh, Why did the nations, uh, meaning the Gentiles, become arrogant and rage uh, and the people devised brutal things uh, against me the Lord? Uh, the kings of the earth took their stand uh, attacked them by force uh, and the rulers were assembled together against the Lord, uh, against his anointed one, the Christ the Messiah, uh, the kings of kings and the lords of lords. Uh, for in this city there was a gathering together against the holy servant Jesus, uh, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, uh, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, uh, to do whatever your hand had your purpose to predestine uh, before the creations of this world uh, to occur. Uh, and now, Lord, observe the cease against me, your servant, O God. And grant that your bond servant may be declared your message. Great confidence. May you extend your hand to me. Right now, in the name of Jesus, your signs, miracles, and wonders shall take place in my life. Right now, in the name of Jesus, O Lord. Lord, let me hear your voice with a shaking. Right now, feel me, O God. Let the Holy Spirit, O God, continue to feel me. Allow the word of God to come through my mouth with both. And courage for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. I place upon me the full armor and I decree and declare the weapons of my warfare are not corner, but mighty through God. In Jesus' name, I pour down every stronghold, cast down every vain imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself according to. 
against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I decree and declare that in the battle, no weapons, be it emotionally, financially, physically, socially, interpersonal, organizational, psychological, spiritual, form against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I stay connected to the power source, which is my Lord Jesus Christ, through the power he has given unto me, and the boldness and confidence. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I take control of the atmospheres, the regions and realms, the stratospheres and the fears, the systems and the hemispheres, lined up with the word of God, and the purpose regarding of my life in the name of Jesus. I ask you to contend with those that contend with me. Fight those that fight against me. My spiritual growth, ministry, business, and finances and health. And family, Lord God, be my shield and my buckler. Fight this battle for me. Let terror strike the hearts of my enemy. Cause their hearts to fail when they look for my boldness and confidence in you to fail. Me to fulfill my God-given mandate, divine assignment for you, Lord God. Father God, let your will be done. Allow the same boldness you gave Apostle Paul and Joshua to be my portion. Because, Lord Jesus, only you can give stability and equip me with the salvation with your right hand. And everybody, I will give you thanks with all my heart. I send praises unto your name. I bow down and I worship you. I give you the glory. I give you the praise. I lift up your name. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, remind me right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. Do not let me, God, be weaker. But God, strengthen me right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, by your right hand, you will save me. Lord, you will accomplish that which you concern me. Right now, with your love, kindness, unwavering, but it just continue to abide more in my life. Oh Lord, endures forever in the name of Jesus. So right now, God, as I pray for accountability in Christ Jesus, in day 14, in the name of Jesus, according to your word in Ephesians 1 and 1 through 24, bless and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus, just as in his love, he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundations of this world, so that we would be holy, consecrated, set it apart for him for own purpose driven anointing and blameless in his sight in love he predestined and lovely plan for us to be adopted to him as his own children through Christ Jesus in accordance with the kind intentions and good pleasures of his will to praise of his glorious grace forever which is he so freely bestowed on us and the beloved in the name of Jesus as I walk and operate in the fivefold ministry he as apostle of prophet the evangelist, pastor, and teacher, fivefold by grace. I pray that I stay in unity in the ministry and flow corporately in the body of Christ. Oh God, prepare me also for a crisis, change within, outside the body of Christ. Globally, in the marketplace, oh God, in Him we have redemption. Right now, in the name of Jesus, right now I claim it by fire. I claim my salvation in the name of Jesus. I praise your holy name. Your glory name is always glorious to us. 
in him and in you, uh, that it is the truth, uh, good news, uh, your salvation. Uh, I will continue to believe in you. Uh, right now, you have snapped me with your seal of a promise. Uh, right now, you have allowed the Holy Spirit to be my portion. Uh, right now, I am on, on protected by you. Uh, the Spirit is the Spirit of God is of an inheritance unto the redemption of God's own possession, uh, to the praise of His glory. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, let us put on our Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Right now, God, Lord, uh, make our character help us walk worthy. Uh, right now, I am not a picture of what the national not what the national economy is saying that I am. But right now, I am walking as kings and priests, as sons of God. Right now, I am fashioned after the likeness of my God. In heaven, the blood of Jesus regenerates me. I am wrestling from the power of death and hell. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I've been prepared for my destiny. God, show me how to wait upon you. Reveal to me my divine time. Oh, Lord, help me to walk so respectfully uh, so that I may redeem the time. Uh, right now, in the name of Jesus, uh, I am a believer of the word of truth. Uh, I am born again. Uh, I'm heavenly bound. My citizenship is in heaven. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places, uh, far above principalities and powers. Uh, I'm a priest and a king ordained by Christ to rule here in earth. Uh, I am I am the fear and the dread of God against the kingdom of darkness. I, I am a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit of God. I, I'm built up together I, in a dwelling place I, as a son of God in the holy habitation I, of God. I, the word of God says I am a royal priesthood I, and operate the kingly anointing. I, I'm a holy nation. I'm a chosen generation and a peculiar person I, to the east, the west, the north, and the south and other international global nations. I, I am a special in the sight of God. The Bible says, because I believe and receive Christ Jesus, power has been given unto me as a son of God, and I am empowered to trample upon serpents and young lions and cobras and scorpions, and all the powers of the enemy through Christ Jesus. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I am empowered to use the name of Jesus to cast out every demon and heal the sick, to raise the dead, but Oshakata. I'm empowered to bind, to loose, to decree things. And the Bible says, uh, wherever my voice is heard, uh, no one can ask me why. Uh, I do things for my voice is the voice of the king that is full of authority. Uh, I'm commanded and empowered by my God uh, to subdue and exercise dominion. Uh, for I am made a little lower than the angels, and God's crowned me with glory. Uh, and honor has he made me to have the win over the works of his hands. Uh, Christ has destroyed the devil that is... Uh, the devil that was against my authority. Hallelujah. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. That is Dal a prayer. 21 days of prayers and fasting. Um, uh, Arthur Apostle Robin Stokes. So please get you a copy. We have it in a book form or also a DVD. Amen. To where there's a two CD and also a book. Um, you can go to my website, soarinternationalministries.org, and order from there. Amen. It's $33 for the book and the two CDs, or the book is um, 18 and the CDs are 20. Amen. Or you can give me a call and I can ship it out to you. Hallelujah as well. 
Amen. 513-849-3769. That is down a prayer, prayers and declarations. Amen. Praying continually. 21 days of prayers and fasting. So it's 21 days of prayer. So you may be in a place of prayer for 21 days. This would be a great tool. Amen. To follow um, as well as you're in your word. Amen. And I know that the Lord will bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We welcome to our Sunday service. Amen. Our logos. And we are in now. We talked on last week. Elijah, amen, and Elisha, hallelujah, the Lord began to release how mantles are released upon us spiritually as we begin to walk in our calling because we know that it is a hard thing, amen, in some areas and some places where God may take us, amen, and that's what um, Elijah told Elisha, that he is asking for a hard thing, amen, it wasn't easy just casting down the anointing because man can't give us anointing. Hallelujah. Only Holy Spirit can give us anointing. But the Lord used men and women of God to activate, to cultivate, to call forth and push forth what the Holy Spirit have already put inside of you. If you are obedient and wise enough to use and go and fulfill what the Lord God have called you to do. Amen. And glory to God. Hallelujah. We're so excited. So we're starting our series. I said we wanted to touch a little bit in the book. Amen. Of, of, of a second, we was in Second Kings. Amen. And we would talk just about Elijah and Elisha just to set us where we're going to be at today. Amen. So this series will be. As long as the Holy Spirit will have us to stay here because this is also going to give us just more revelation in God's word. And I know it's going to break down God's word. Amen. Because it's very vital that we have an understanding and know how to rightfully divide the word of God. Amen. And this series um, in the book of Ezekiel. Amen. We did it a couple years ago, but we did it as a 52 Hallelujah. Day fast. Amen. Because there's 52 chapters. Amen. Hallelujah. And I tell you, it was a blessing. Hallelujah. And I know that it's going to be a blessing for you. And those that may want to get that, we have that also on CD and as well um, as audio. You can inbox me as well and I can show you how to retrieve that copy or it can be sent to you as well. Hallelujah. And I know for sure you are going to be blessed again. God is always blessing us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's always blessing us with some valuable wisdom nuggets. Amen. For the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and uh, get ready to prepare and start. And those, please, I need you to make sure that you get your Bibles and everything ready. Your notepads. Because I know you're going to be taking a lot of notes. Amen. Writing down the scriptures because I would love for you. I need for you to not only love for you, but we need for you to also go back and be able to go and study. Hallelujah. After we are finished, just give you uh, some studying tools to study during the week. Amen. As well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for decreasing me that you may increase. The word of God as we go forth on today. Amen. Hallelujah. And before we do that, 
I just want us just to take a couple minutes and just worship. Hallelujah. Just take a couple minutes and get your mind right. We have had the word of prayer. Amen. So let's just go into a moment of worship as we're preparing our notebooks and our Bibles and our pens and getting maybe our tea, whatever you have, your water. Some may have your coffee. Amen. So let's go ahead and be, start preparing our minds. Hallelujah. So that we can go ahead and get ready for our lesson on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We are here for you. We give you glory. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you. We welcome everybody. God bless you. I see there are people on as well. God bless you, Minister Toria. God bless you. Love you. Hallelujah. All the way from Savannah, Georgia. Hallelujah. Woman of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for you, Isaac. We thank God for you, Ebra. We thank God for the grace of that. And all those that are joining us. Lisa, Tanya, just so many of you guys, if I go into calling your name, I won't get through the session, but know that I recognize your presence. I recognize you. I, I recognize you. So thank you for joining us. But most of all, God recognize your faithfulness. Amen. That's it. God recognize your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We so excited. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We say, Your kingdom come. We pray that will be done. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. 
he knows what that purpose is. Amen. So when you don't know why something was made or why you may be going through what you're going through or why you have to go this way or that way or why you have to deal with the same people or things that sometimes irritate you. Know that God knows what the purpose is. And when you feel like you just don't know or what to do or where to go, amen, he will make a way for you. And if we don't allow God to make a way for us, we can easily abuse that purpose on which he know that he has for us, for our future. Amen. Because it doesn't make sense to ask creation or the creator, amen, what the purpose is when he is the creator. Amen. Because to know something, it means to what be aware of through observation. It means to inquire or gain or gather information. God is saying here in Jeremiah 29 and 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Not apostle, it says, says the Lord. So he knows what he is thinking towards us. He knows the plans, meaning that he has already developed what he's going to do through relationship. Because in order for him to do what he needs to do in our life, we have to have intimacy with him. Because he knows the plans, meaning he has first developed in us a way for us to receive it through relationship with him, through his love. So he pushes us forward into our purpose. He does not force us. But he pushes us when we give in and allow God to step in. Because it requires us to set time apart. Meaning being set apart, being holy. Amen. Because holy is being set apart for God. Because he requires us to meet him and spend time with him. So that he can speak to us. Amen. He can meet us wherever we are. Amen. Because we are his friends. Amen. And he reminds us in John 15, 13 through 16, get a time and read that. Amen. It says, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit. The fruit that will last. Not fruit that people give you, but the fruit that God gives you will last. So whatever you ask in my name, your father shall what give it unto you. Amen. These are all guarantees that belong to us from God. He had put these things um, on earth for us in order for us to receive it. But it's only received through love. Amen. So that's why as we begin to understand why the book of Ezekiel is very prominent in our lives, this will help us connect the plan and the purpose that God has already orchestrated for our lives. Amen. So you may not know where you're going or where you may even coming from. But the book of Isaiah 49 lets us know that there was a solid foundation Amen. From the beginning to the end where we were created. Amen. And then Jeremiah 29 and 11 gives us the end. So Isaiah is the beginning. 
because he called us. Amen. God knows where we come from and where will we end up. So don't be too quick to think your past includes you. Or too or quick to think that you don't belong because of your issues or because of your failures or because of you may not have gotten it right. But know that everything is purpose through God. So again, know your point of beginning, the foundation, as you read Isaiah 49. Because nothing can be further more from the truth. So understand this, those that may not know. Isaiah 49 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you. You don't come from a background. You don't come from your parents. Yes, they have birthed you into the earthly realm. But listen to this. You come from God. Amen. You came through them. Amen. But you did not come from them. You came from God. Amen. Your assignment can be messed up by your circumstance or your past because God said again, remember in Jeremiah 29 and 11, that he has peace and not evil. And he gives us a future and a hope. Wow. What a gift he has given unto us. So don't ever forget the plan that he has for you. And how he created us as a what? Great workmanship. Amen. Let me give you more word. Ephesians 2 and 10 reminds us. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. Which God prepared beforehand. That we could walk in them. When you were created. God encoded us for this assignment. He encoded us for the purpose. Amen. He gave us the power to get it done. God has done something so great. He has encoded our DNA in us with the Holy Spirit, the power and the glory, amen, that produces something great because his word, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, have converted us, amen, to walk upright in him because we're now living in his image. We are godly believers, glory to God. The anointing has been released to us. But don't forget this because the enemy job is to pull us out of that divine assignment. He tries to pull us out of the will of God. But God told me to give you this insight for information this morning before we started. Amen. He said that your life and your purpose. Amen. Have already been ordained. Amen. He said stand on John 2 and 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. Amen. The Holy One knows all things. Amen. So continue to allow the Holy One. Amen. To download things in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Holy One. Amen. So if you have any questions in your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Just know that it's the Holy One that have given you all things. Amen. And then it says, do you wonder what you should do with your life? Do you wonder if you should make the investment? Do you have an anointing, the anointing one, which is the Holy Spirit? He knows all things. Welcome. He knows all things. Amen. You know what the water is, sweetie. Make sure you get you one. God bless you. Amen. So the Holy One knows all things. Amen. So we can tap into the resources of the Holy One, which is our, which is our Lord God. Amen. The Holy Spirit, because he knows all things. The Holy Spirit is smarter than you and I. Amen. Because, like I said, he is the creator of creation because he created the earth. Amen. So he knows all things. So please 
Don't take this gift for granted. Make sure you go back and you listen to this recording, daughter, and give it to um, the woman of God because y'all missed something so great just these last 10 minutes. Amen. Because the Lord wanted me to give you this before we go into the teaching of the prophet, the priest, Ezekiel. Because we need to understand that he knows the plan that he had for us. Amen. He knows the plan and that's where he gave me that revelation from. And he said that the plan also is that the Holy Spirit continue to cultivate it through us through relationship. Relationship in Christ Jesus with Christ Jesus. Amen. So know that it's all because he has already given it to us. Amen. So thank everybody, amen, joining us here. But we're going to go over to the book of Ezekiel, amen. And what we're doing is we're going to be in this series. I don't know, but like I said before, I'll make sure that if anybody want to get the recording or get the CD, um, I'll have somebody make some more. But um, we have uh, this already. Two two years ago, the Lord gave us this, and we, we, we began to teach it, amen. And as we begin to um, teach it, we, the Lord God said, you know, I, I need for you to take this a little further, amen. And what, what happened was we went into a fast, amen. And the fast that we went into was a 52-day fast, hallelujah, 40, well, it's like, yeah, 48-day fast, amen. And we fasted, and every day we studied the chapter a chapter in the book of Ezekiel. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. So what I need for you to do is, like I said, that we're going to go over to the book of Ezekiel. Amen. And we're going to be breaking the book of Ezekiel down. Hallelujah. Because I want y'all to get an understanding on the kingdoms that we're going to be talking about. Amen. The southern and northern kingdom that dealt with different kings and different situations amen during this time during the time that god called ezekiel but thank god that before ezekiel just went out god gave him a vision because it starts in chapter one when it talks about god have given ezekiel a vision amen he gave him an, a vision that started in the 13th year the fourth month on the fifth day amen so the fourth month, which would be April the 5th, amen, because four is April and the fifth day of the month. And I look at five as grace. Hallelujah. I look at five as him gracing him on this fifth day. Amen. He opened his understanding. Amen. He gave him a direction, a vision, sometimes you can be awake. A vision is not always while you're sleeping. A vision can be while you're in your car worshiping. A vision is when you're in the presence of God. When you're in the presence of God, you can be sitting right here and just get a vision and say, woman of God, the Lord show me. Woman of God, man of God, the Lord show me. Because your heart is tuned in with who? God, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can drop anything in us and to reveal to us. So visions and dreams are different. Amen. But God can give us visions anytime. Dreams sometimes is maybe in our conscious of what? Um, unconscious of sleeping when we're sleeping. 
But also God can give us a dream, meaning saying, oh, I want you to go on the east side and start this for me. That can be a dream. Not your dream, but a dream that God is giving you to do his work. So a dream can be your passion. It can be something that your heart so desire to do. Why? Out of deliverance. See, dreams is not just something we just say, we wake up and say, oh, you know, I have a dream. Even Martin Luther King's speech, I have a dream, meant something. It was power behind, I have a dream. It brought democracy together. It brought things together for us as people, not culture, not race, not sex, but as people to what come together. Most that don't know, but Martin Luther King was a preacher. He wasn't just um, in um, politics. He was, a, he was called by God because he did something great. He was a trailblazer. He left something for the next to come, to take the baton and go forward. Look, we can sit in this room together, no matter what color our skin is, and still love each other. Because we don't look at color, we look at them by the spirit. We look at them by the fruit. We look at them about the, the spirit, the things of God. Because, see, we can get so caught up. We sometimes focus on money. We want to be caught up with people because they got what? Money. We want to be caught up with people because they have power. Because they have a name. Have you ever been around people that say, oh, I know so-and-so? They call that name dropping. Because sometimes it gets you in the door. But just because it gets you in the door don't mean you stay in the door. Come on now. See, God don't have to what, know your name. But he have called us by name. Amen. Hallelujah. So he can give us another name. He changed. Come on now. He changed Saul to Paul. Come on now. He changed his name. Hallelujah. So God, he not only know our name or call us by our name, but he don't have to know our name at that time to do what he needs to do. He can just do it because he named us. He can change our name. Amen. It just gets in my mind about the vision because God has given us visions today. See, God told us how to run the brick and mortar five years ago. But we have come through what? Some type of demic. I don't know, pandemic, epidemic, hallelujah, social demic. Because now we don't gather. Nobody wants to come into the church. Nobody wants to come and get together. Nobody. Everything is, I have to do this, I have to do that, I can't do this, I can't do that. But we go to work. We go shopping. We go to weddings and we go to, but that's okay. But at the end of the day, God is giving us a new vision. He's giving us a new vision on how we need to do the things of God. Because people are coming in a different way. People ain't coming the same way that they came five years ago. They're coming in a different dynamic. So you have to allow the Spirit of God to show you how to deal with the people that are coming. Easy people are not coming. Hard people are coming. People that you got to have more patience with is coming. People don't look like you and me is coming. People who don't smell like you and me is coming. So we have to have the love of God to still be in their presence no matter what condition that they're in. Because God has given us a vision on how to love them 
in a different dynamic, in a different way. We can't love them the same way we probably loved them five years ago. Because this love now is so intense because people have been hurt. People have been abused spiritually. So the same love that we gave maybe five years ago may have to be turned up because they need more care. Yeah, you know, you're a nurse. You care for people. So you don't just give them medical care, but you give them love. You care for them in many ways and serving them through their medication and serving them through feeding them and and making sure that their vital signs is okay but you also hold their hand that's a form of love you listen to them a form of love they have family but sometimes family don't have the time they come they make sure they're okay they pay the bills but they don't have time so time is also something precious because time allows a person to express how they feel. It allows a person to really dig down inside to be released from any things that this world sometimes brings us. It's having that time. People don't have time no more, especially when it comes to the things of God. They don't, they, you know, now that God is sending pastors and, and he's saying, okay, and they say, well, you got to get on my calendar. You, you got to go make an appointment in the in, in, in administration office. But what happened if it's a 911? What happened if they leave out this door? They may not make it back on Tuesday. So you have to be what? Ready. This division that I'm telling you about. See, Ezekiel was in bondage. He was in Babylon. He was in the midst of the chaos. And when you're in the midst of something, you can't really hear outside of what you're in. So that's why we're going to break down the book of Ezekiel because God had to bring him out of what he was in by the Spirit. Not the natural. Because he needed him in there in the natural in order to what? Bring change. To be the prophet, to be the voice, to get them to follow God. So by the spirit, he had to connect with God. But we know that Ezekiel had relationships. See, you can't connect to Holy Spirit if you have no relationship. You need intimacy to connect. Because you have to what? Be able to what? Hear the voice of God. The spirit of what? Discernment. It's very key. We don't have the spirit of discernment. We don't know. We have to have, let me tell you, one day I put on some clothes and said, oh, I'm dressing nice for the kings of kings. I'm going here and praise for my dad. Oh, I'm always dressing for my kings of kings. I'm talking about the heavenly father. When I pulled up, he said to me, I'm not there. I'm not there. So who are you going to see? Well, Daddy, I'm coming to see you. It's a program you told me. It's, they said it's going to be prophetic. You know, the prophet come. I'm not in there. So being able to discern the voice of God is one thing. But to obey it, come on now, is another. Because sometimes we want what? A feel good. We want to feel good right there. But I need a makeover for it to be whole, like the one with the issue of blood. Because when she left Jesus' presence, she was made whole. 
So I had to obey the voice and say, okay, well, let me go back home and take off my clothes. I'm not supposed to be there. So you got to be not only able to discern, but also obey. Ezekiel was in a place where he had no choice. Because when God gave him the vision, then God began to move on his behalf to give him more what revelation because when he when God give us the vision then the revelation comes so if you have a vision you may have a vision this happened but you don't have an understanding of it but as you continue to pray and read the word God begins to give you more and more pieces to that vision which becomes the revelation of God because now the mysteries of God is coming out of the vision that he showed you so really sometimes he's either giving us warning or he's showing us which path that he wants us to go on and sometimes we may be in the midst of that assignment and we don't see the end of the tunnel. So our faith begins to what waver. So sometimes he will send that vision just to give us clarity to say, OK, daughter, OK, son, everything going to be OK. I know you may be walking through the valley in the shadow of death right now, but fear no evil. Because when you look at the word evil in that passage of scripture, when you turn it around, it means what? Live. Even though I'm walking through this valley, it feels like death. But guess what? I'm going to live through it. So right here in the book of Ezekiel in one, it's gonna, we're going to be talking about judgment on Judah and Jerusalem. Amen. We're going to talk about the vision and his commission. Because God has commissioned us to come forth. Amen. So it's going to be the vision of God that he's given him. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's I want us to to go over here. It's, it's a lot of information, but that's OK, because this information is really going to help us build us to where we need to go. Amen. Hallelujah. So I, I want to get right here to my um, notes here again. Like I said, we're in chapter one of the book of Ezekiel. And eventually we will have the manuals here. Amen. So when we read in the book of um, Ezekiel 1, amen, it gives us a time frame, amen. It lets us know the kings that were in place, amen, during the time, amen. We know that it's around 597 B.C., hallelujah. We know that it's in Judah, amen, amen, where um, Jerichim um, reigned there for three months and ten days, when you read in the book of Second Chronicles 36 and 9, it gives you more insight on that king. And also it talks about um, Nebuchadnezzar, amen, and how he came up against, amen, him when he was besieging, amen, Jerusalem, amen. So um, why he was in, um, in place. But, it, but we're going to be studying mainly Ezekiel, prophet Ezekiel, amen. Ezekiel, his name means strength, amen. It means God will strengthen. Amen. So even when you say Ezekiel, know that you will be what? Strengthened. Amen. Because that's what the name Ezekiel means. It means that God will strengthen you. Amen. But it talks about also about God encouraging Ezekiel as he began to commission him. Anytime you are commissioned to do something, you are set apart for an assignment you're set apart for a mandate just like uh, apostles they are commissioned 
Amen. So what's the difference? So when you're talking about bishops and you're talking about apostles and you're talking about pastors and, you know, the fivefold, I'm talking about the fivefold ministry, apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and prophets. Hallelujah. But apostles are commissioned. It's a, it's a mission that God has given them to what? To build the church, to set things up. Amen. Just like we're doing here. So we're International Outreach Network. I'm Apostle Robin. What God is doing is he's using me to set the newer foundation. Amen. Set things in place as he's bringing pastors to come to fulfill what he has already set up. Amen. So what are we doing? We're establishing the things that God has given us to establish in his word. Yes, we are a prophetic church. Yes, I am a prophet. But my main focus is not just prophesying. My main focus is the word because the word of God prophesies. Amen. But we are setting up foundation because we're setting up a Bible college. We've set up a Bible college. So we're, we're set up and now we're working through the little things for us, the accreditation, so that now it will be accredited all over U.S. But our foundation comes out of God. Amen. So the, we connected with uh, another uh, Bible college in Ghana that's been in existence for 40 years. And so we use the same principles and, and things and we work together and it's online. Amen. But they come here to set up to get themselves positioned to do online. And then we also equip leaders. Amen. We are equipping them to go out, not to stay here. You, you got to go do your commit most that are called to be a your commission to do the work as, 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 as pastors. You're committed to what look over God's people as evangelists. You are you are committed to go out and say and bring those that are lost to speak the word of God to bring things into existence through God's word. Amen. As prophets, you are to foresee only speaking what God say, not what your spirit, not what your heart say. Not what your feelings say. Most prophets are speaking out of feelings and not out of God. So there's a difference. Amen. And then those that have been, hallelujah, hurt because we are licensed counselors. Amen. We are certified, amen, in areas of spiritual counseling, chemical dependency, alcohol dependency. Amen. So in so many areas, we're not just a typical church. Amen. But we're here to do the work of God and what he's calling us to do. Like Ezekiel. See, you did not hear anything about me because it's not about me. It's not about where I come from. But it's about what God have, is using as has commissioned us to do for his people. Like God is commissioning Ezekiel because he worked with him to encourage him because he was a captive in Babylon. Amen. He was in Babylon in bondage. But he was a priest. But can I help you? We're a priest. Do you know that we're a priest of our household? But if you're not kingdom minded, you won't know that. You would think that you have to always come and run to the apostle or come and run to the prophet or the pastor. No, we should be priests of our own household. We are called. We don't no longer have to uh, go behind the veil and, 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 and ask for the priest to come with us to meet God. The veil has been what? Ripped. We can go before. Matter of fact, we need to be creating our altars at our house. Not altars, hallelujah, of strange fire, but altars of Holy Ghost fire. We need to create our own altars of worship. 
the presence of God. So when we walk in our house out from a busy day, out of just being out of so, in so much chaos, when we walk into our homes, God needs to be there. Not when you just come in the church building, but God needs to be in your home. God needs to be in your car. God needs to be everywhere you are. You need to be a glory carrier. Meaning that when you show up, God presence show up. When you're in the grocery store, God show up with you. Wherever you are, God show up. It's something about God that needs to show up in you. Now listen to this. Yesterday, I was at my place and I had this um, liquid. It was called Finish. Got it. So, you know, he speaks to us in visions. Finish. What did he say on the cross? What did he say? Now he create some soap powder that say finish. What do soap powder do? Clean. Come on now. Now, now listen to this. So a, a woman came past and said, I want to get that, but only has such a, so much. And I said, okay, well, it's this. And then, but she already told me what she had. And then she said, well, I can't. She, but that was like $25. I don't know if you ever know finish. If you know how much it costs in the store, it's like, what, $30. Yes, yeah, a new type of wine. I never saw it, right? So when I looked it up, I'm like, wow, this must really clean some stuff. It must leave a sparkling, you know, bling bling or something, you know. And I said, wow, things are so expensive now. I'm just used to Don or Joy, you know, the regular stuff. And so she, so she said, I'll come back. So there were some other ladies there, and they came from another church, and they were so excited they was getting this and getting that. And the lady said, well, I want that. Can I please just buy that? Can I have that? And then I said, well, because usually when you're selling, you don't hold stuff. You sell. But the Spirit of God, he, he dropped in me. He said, no, she's coming back for it. Because it's not about the finish. It's something that I need you to tell her when she come back and get it. So I told the lady, I said, listen, if she don't come back here in 20 minutes, when you do your rounds, when you come back through, I'll, I'll give it to you. But if I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit, I would have let money Come on now. Drive. Come on. You got to be able to hear the voice of God because it can really affect somebody's life. So she, they left. And the lady came back. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And every word that the Holy Spirit said to me, now listen, I don't know this lady. And you know sometimes when you speak to people, especially out in the public, but we are marketplace ministry. No matter where you are, you better speak the word of God. Because they're going to know it's God. Because only them and God know. And you, somebody out of nowhere, come on now, don't even know. And she didn't know I was a pastor. She didn't know I had ministry. And so she looked up at the truck and saw my banner. But she didn't see that until after she walked away. Because she came back and said, oh, you're a pastor. But I didn't put that on, on display. I wanted her to know that God can speak to you through whoever before I tell you I'm an apostle. Before I tell you who I am. So as I began to pray with her, she received, and she said, oh, we don't even know. She said, I'm at peace. Just hearing that, it was like, finish. The, the, the name of the thing was called what? Finish. God said it was what? Finish. So she was able to enjoy the rest of her day shopping because it was what? Finished. And then when she walked away and saw that same, if you look on that door there, I have a big banner right there that fit the 12-foot truck. I had it on the truck. She walked away and came back. She said, I, I didn't know you was pastor. I said, yeah, matter of fact, if you want to have a food pantry, you can always come and get food whenever you want. But if you need prayer, come on back. We can pray with you. So you don't know 
You don't know who or what. But God gave me what? A vision. Don't give that to no one else. Because they were out there witnessing anyway because they were already coming from their church. So they didn't need that. She did. So it wasn't the washing powder she needed. It was God. See, the element is the washing powder. Somebody could be drawn. Like, I'm looking at you, woman of God, and I'm saying, wow, your hair is just so beautiful, right? And you don't even know how much I be dyeing my hair just to get this gray out. But now that I'm lucky, I'm like, wow, it looks so beautiful on her. So just imagine if I just let my hair grow out, it could look just as nice on me. The element was the hair that drew me to her. But the revelation was like, just be you. Let the gray just come. That's the revelation in it. But it was the gray that drew me. The element. The element that drew me to even say to you, why did you come? You had to hear a word from God on vision. The vision that God have given you. The vision that he have told you long time ago. But sometimes life sometimes hinder us and, and, tell, and put us in a place of stagnation. And sometimes you just got to come and just be around some fire. Just be around somebody just just on fire. Just for that fire just to arise. Because the fire is already in you. But sometimes our fire, it don't go out. It just sometimes simmer down. Because we be around some, 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 some people sometimes that just don't have that faith we got. We need some faith walkers. We need some people with some radical faith that can speak to you and say, woman of God, keep going. Woman of God, whatever plan that God gave you 15 years ago, that plan right now is going to work today. See, 15 years ago, it wasn't something that was much needed. But now what we're coming out of and what we're going into is needed. So go back, revamp the vision, revamp the plan, because God going to download some more stuff into you. So when you go out this time, come on now, divine connections, divine resources, everything divine going to come into place because now it's the time that you got to do what you was called to do. Because now it's a cry, a cry for the for that vision to come for. So the elements always come. The elements always there. The elements is always there. What are elements? Elements are the things of God that draw God. He said, I would draw all men to me. We are his people. He lives in us. The elements is the dress. Somebody say, oh, I like the dress. I like the way it swings. But the element is in the dress because just because the dress is swinging, it brings us to conversation. And in the conversation, God speaks. So that's why you got to have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Because he may be using you to speak to them or them to speak to you. So you got to be receptive. It got to be a two-way street. Don't matter if I'm an apostle. It doesn't matter because a babe can speak to me. But most of the time when you're apostles and bishop, can't nobody speak to you. Because you're the apostle. Because you're the pastor. Because you, so what? You're, that's just a gift. We are people. And God sometimes will use people to come and give us a simple word. A word that we've been praying for for years. We've been calling down heaven. We've been praying. We've been fasting for a zillion days. And still nothing. Why? Because you're looking at the person and not God. He don't sit down. You missed it because you're looking on the outside. You're not looking. You're not hearing about the spirit. 
And we miss it. We miss it. We miss it. We miss it every time. Ezekiel was missing it. Because he was in the bondage with them. He, he couldn't see what was going on behind the wall. Oh, this is going to be good, y'all. It's going to be good because that's why we're going to need a couple months to break this whole, everything down. Because that's why God gave Ezekiel a direction. I'm just laying the foundation today and then we'll go into more teaching next week. That's why he gave him a direction. He told him to what? Stick in, in chapter 8. Go get your book. He told him to dig a hole in the wall. He could have just told him to look behind the wall. He's gone. Why dig? Why, why use the natural and dig when God is spiritual? Because he human. Because he was in the midst of it. And when you're in the midst of something, sometimes you miss it. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how prophetic anointed. You can be prophetic anointing, gifted, and miss it. That's why we have to die out to ourselves. So we won't miss it. Because when we have arrived, we don't been ordained as apostles. We've been now. We're not just bishops. We're archbishops. We're angel bishops. We're, we're I don't know. Uh, whatever. I don't what I Stay here. 
all work. He said, go and do what? Make disciples. Teach them to what? Observe what? All things. And who? Him. But we still in the church building. The brick and mortar. We still in our cars. We still just in the same place. Saying, I'm waiting on God. When God done came and gone. Came and gone again. And you still saying, I'm waiting on God. And things ain't moving for you. But you faithful. You ain't sinning like that. We all sinners. We do little sin unknown. But I'm talking about you really, 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 really in God. You 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 know, when you know you like you really in God, you know like you're trying to walk that straight line. But we know inside of us, because we're born sinners, we know that there's still because maybe our thought, that maybe we don't know unconsciously what we but I'm saying you know your walk is good, but things still ain't moving. Things still is not connecting. You soaring good. You doing all the good things. But things still not moving. Why? Because you're still in the same place. When he said, go ye. When God give us direction, we have to obey. See, I move out of spirit. I know we ain't teaching, but God is saying something. We have to say, Ezekiel was a priest. Amen. Ezekiel lived on the banks of the Shabar River at a city called Talabib. Talabib was an unidentified place. Amen. But it was near Nippur. Ezekiel, like I said, made his first contact with the Jewish exiles in 597 B.C. That was established through the Babylon government, which became a Jewish settlement. But God had assigned a special task to Ezekiel. He was act as a watchman. Come on now. Who wants to be a watchman in bondage? Who want to be a watchman in mess? Who want to be in a watchman in suffering? When we done graduated, got 20 degrees, come on now, six-figure incomes, and all this good stuff, but God say, no, I need you to be in my watchman in a dry place. I ain't going to take it personal, but I'm just saying. Because when you've been through that, you understand it. It's not easy. <laughs> but the prophet was told to speak to a sinful house. Unlike Jeremiah and that he worked with those who were exiled to Babylon where Jeremiah prophesied directly to the remaining rebellious people of Judah. But at this time, Ezekiel expressed concerns for the people of Judah as he saw him. So however, God warned the prophet against a renewed surface interest. Let Ezekiel know. They're going to come. And try to trick you. You know how like. They're going to come and make you. Feel included. Because they want you to come and be among. Their sin. And if you are among something. When God has set you apart from something. How are you going to act a watchman of something? You can't do it. Devil minded. You can't do it. Either you going to be in. Or out. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. 
It's no balance. Either you're going to fall in or you're going to fall out. So I'm letting you know that they don't come with these, with these swelling words. They don't come. You know, people always come with food. <laughs> you know, we like to eat, right? Food is one of the ways that Satan, did you know this, gets in. Because we can never say no to chicken. We can never say no to Coca-Cola. I'm just saying. We can never say no to these things. So the enemy knows that that is his easy access to food. Because you don't even have to, he don't even have to be, you can be in a place and you can be eating your food. And somebody with a vain imagination, somebody with an evil mind can just be speaking over you and walking past you while you're eating your food. And spear is what? Travel. So you come in there nice and happy, joyful. By the time you leave, you mad. Ah, I'm not even a mad person. I'm not even an angry person. Where did this come from? Spirits. That's like when you go to a restaurant. Who's serving your food? Did you know sometimes when a cook is cooking, you don't see the back. But they go in the back and take a cigarette break. I'm just saying. And when you drive around the back, you see them out there smoking, and they say, da 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 da. I guess the order needs to be ready. They hurry up, put out their cigarette really quick, run back in, wash their hands, put the gloves on, and start working. Now I'm not condemning nobody in smoking. I was delivered from smoking. I'm just saying. I was preaching, teaching, laying hands, and smoking. So please. I know what God can do because he delivered me. Okay? And he said, you're going to tell my people. Because it ain't those that's out there that we call sinners, the ones that is there. But it's those that call themselves so holy. That's doing all things behind the door. That's why Ezekiel was going to become a watchman. Because when he told him to dig a hole in the wall, all the things he began to see, it wasn't with just a regular sinner. It was with men and women of God. Priest. Back then, priest at that time was at a high standard. Because you had to go to the priest to be delivered. You had to go to the priest to even be saved. I'm talking about you could death. And if you didn't have a priest, you would die. If they couldn't go before God for you. But these priests was behind closed doors. With censors, incense, women that's telling you, oh, trust God, everything going to be okay. God spoke to your womb, a baby coming. But they was back there worshiping fertile gods. But they telling you to have faith. But they're back here worshiping fertile gods. Just read the book of um, Ezekiel chapter 8. Oh, let's in there. And then they got a nurse to put a branch. To the nose of God. Ah, no priest. You know better. You know better. When you know better. Woman of God. You're not you're not a you're not you're not a um you're not a babe in Christ, are you? You are a man wife. 
life in Christ, right? Do you know me? Have you ever met me? Have you ever saw me? I mean, even on Facebook, anywhere. Yeah. Right. But you know, you're a midwife in Christ, right? Do You are a activator. You are a pusher. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm coming off of this one. Coming off of that one. I don't want that one off here. Coming off that one. But we on a podcast, an audio. But I didn't call you my name, but that one. I took we all saw the live video on one of Sunday. Midwife. So you know better. You you know what you called to do. You know who God said who you were. You nobody did not give you this. This was something that you almost lost your life for. You ain't even asked God for it. You you almost lost your life in it. To know who you were in him. Matter of fact, you weren't into all that prophetic. You weren't into all that. But it took you to lose your life almost in it to say, oh, I ain't got no choice. You know better. They know better. They knew God. They heard from God. They had a relationship with God. They was right there instantly. He instantly. It wasn't no seven day fasting, 21 day, 40 day, instant. That's why they were priests. They had a high calling in the spirit of God. God would speak directly to them. They knew better. They knew better. But at the same time, God knew that these captives needed to hear him. So Ezekiel was friends with them in the beginning. But then they became what? Enemies. Because anytime when truth is coming, nobody ain't showing up. Everybody wants the prophetic. They just want to hear of right now. But it's not going to last. See, there's something behind the prophetic because you it's obedience. They can come prophesy to you all day long what God will do. But it's through obedience that will bring it and keep it. The difference. That's the difference. Nobody want word. Nobody wants the substance. Nobody wants something that's going to um, catapult you to that net. Nobody don't want it. Good morning, Apostle. Nobody wants it. Apostle, you come. Nobody wants it. Huh? Okay. Nobody wants it. At all. At all. Nobody wants it. So they went from hating Ezekiel to after a while because see, truth, eventually, you know what? Don't go there. Don't trust her. Don't trust her. But the devil, the enemy, know. When truth is there, he say, hate them. Come from among them. Why? Because he needs to still control you. Without you, he's not in operation. He needs your body. So as long as we can keep tricking you and telling you, oh, they ain't right. She ain't right. He ain't right. And what do they keep telling you? Get in your work. I pray for you, but let's get in the work. We don't need you. We don't need you to be leading all on us. You need to lean on God because if I date that today or tomorrow, you need God. I don't 
my assignment, but you're still here to finish yours. So we have to lead you to God. The devil don't like that. He don't want you to be led to God. He don't want you to know who you are in God. He don't want you to know that you're kingdom people in God. He don't want you to know the authority you got in God. He has no authority but power. But no authority. He wants your authority. God didn't give him authority. He gave him the, he's the power, the prince of what? The air. So if he can get your mind, if he can download lies in your mind, then guess what? You begin to believe what? A lie. And then the bell of truth comes off of you. Now your pants falling off. You're walking around with your pants down. You're walking around naked. Now you're walking around with, with, with the enemy able to just get in and not get you, but get your whole family and everybody that God connect you to. Because you got to remember, when God connects us and certain people lives and do prayer, fasting, different things like that, he's connecting us because maybe their faith is not as strong as yours. So if you lose faith, if they're not where they need to be up in their faith, that opens also a door for the enemy to come in to what? Be stole them. Come on now. I mean, be gashed them. And now they're lying to them. And so they don't have nothing else to lean on. So they're believing a lie too. So now not only do he got you, but he also getting them. He haven't gotten them yet, but he's working on it. So that's why we have to what? We have to really discern the voice of God and know the difference between our voice, the devil's voice, and God's voice. And let me tell you, it's not always the devil. God is trying to tell you something. So sometimes God makes things. When God is telling you, woman of God, I done told you to go. And you still sitting here saying, well, I'm still waiting. They ain't still no. But who are they? I'm God. I know the plan that I have for you. And I know it's of peace and not of evil. And I know that is what? Of hope. A future and a hope. The expectation is when you get there. It's going to already be signed, sealed, and delivered. It's gonna, the door going to already be open. So what are you waiting on? You keep on saying, God, no, I've already, matter of fact, I don't called you years ago. But this time, when you go, I'm going to give you you for years to make up the years that you didn't go. The energy, the strength, the fire, the, my glory to go and to go with speed, the difference, speed. Like, so when it takes somebody in 30 years to do, you're going to do it in a year. That's God. When you go. Ezekiel went. Ezekiel, they began hating him. They began hating him, but then began to like him. Because why? Their minds were changed. See, when your mind is changed, you're able to what? Receive. You begin to what? Know the truth. He says what? The truth of what? Set you free. So they were being what? Freed. They were in bondage before. It says that after all of this, they began what? Loving Ezekiel. Let me give you the chapter. I told y'all we're going to be studying. Ezekiel, when we get to Ezekiel 33, verse 31 and 31. They began to love him, but however, God still warned him. Against their motives. Ha! 
It was some that really loved him. But it was also some that was trying to trick him. Try to calm him down. You know, anytime when truth is coming, anytime when God is doing something new, the devil don't, the enemy don't like that. So what he'll do is he'll come and try to shut it down. And he'll use people that look like you and me. He ain't gonna use nobody that look like him. He gonna use some people that be like, oh Jesus, praise God. The devil know how to try to mimic God all day. And we look at like, oh, they holy? Oh my God, they love God. But you would know them by their spirit and their fruit. It's not like you're judgmental, but you would know that. In these days and times, you better know them by their spirit. You better, because guess what? He is out deceiving even the elect. Those that know better. We ain't going there. But if you knew the men and women of God that have what? Mm. Our prayer is for them. That God, that they come back to their rightful place. Because they know God. They know. It's not that they don't know. They know, but they got to be galled by the doubt. Sometimes through money, fame, prestige, popularity. All those things what can cause us to turn. But they... But he told he warned them. But overall, Ezekiel, he was faithful. He was faithful to God. He was faithful to God. He was faithful to the things that... Now, it wasn't easy. Because, you know, through here, you had um, King um, Jalachi, Zechariah, and uh, Jakim. Amen. These are the different kings that came in. And Josiah and Johas. Johorahas. So these are one, two, three, four, five, like five different kings that came in during this time between 597 B.C. all the way up to 609 B.C. So just dealing with these five different kings. We're going to talk about those different kings, too, so you can see how their mindset. So you can just, so this is going to help you being the woman of God and men of God that you are. These are spirits that we deal with every day, but we can't let them move us out of our assignment because the enemy wants to move us out of our assignment. He don't want us to fulfill the purpose and the call on our life because God already told us he gave us peace and not of evil. Not just from now, but the future to the end. So therefore, we got to know what God has already given us. But what happens is when we don't know who we are or don't know what has been given to us, we allow the enemy to come in and what? Manipulate us. Come in and deceive us. Amen? But in but 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 these are some wicked kings. And then some were good kings. Amen. But like I said, um uh next week, if you're here, I'll make sure I'll make sure she gets as well. I'm gonna give y'all some um interesting facts about Ezekiel. I have a printout. So this also gives you some study guide. Um, as you're just at home studying because the purpose of us teaching through God's word is because we want you also to tap into God's word to the, because the spirit of God, when we're in the word of God, he opens up our understanding, the visions that God give us. We're able to what discern and we're able to take those visions and be able to see what the spirit of the Lord is saying through God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. I know sometimes people come, you know, they probably thought, okay, we're going to do, you know, when you have service, you may have hoop and holler preaching, but today is not going to be the hoop and holler amen sir um, sermon on today if that's okay it's going to be a little just teaching and we're not going to be before you long we just have about 
um, 20 more minutes because we're we're here from 845 till 10:30. Amen. Hallelujah. So, um, again, like I said, we were talking about Ezekiel was the prophet during the 70 um, year period of Babylon captivity. He was taken into Babylon before Babylon's final assault on Jerusalem. And also Ezekiel was used for four things, four things he was used for. Let me ask you a question. What are you used for by God? That's something you need to know. Why, why is God using you? Why, why, why is God using you? I don't know if it's four things he's using you for. It could just be one. Or it could be 20. Amen? But you got to know why God is using you. Amen? But these are the four things that God was um, using him and his messages for. He was using him to prophesy through prophecies, parables, signs, and symbols. If you read, if you ever read the book of Ezekiel, you know there are many symbols that God talks about and directions. You know, we give directions. Sometimes God may tell us to tell you to go fast and do this and do this. Remember when God told him to lay on one side and do this and do this and all this? Because I ain't going to go before that time. But these are directions. These are different things that God gave him to do in order to what? To hear and know what to say and do when he went before the people. See, we have to have a place. And that place is the secret place. I was saying our altars. In God, the Spirit of God. We have to know where we meet God. Where do we meet God at? Where is the presence of God at in our life? It shouldn't just be when you come into church. Building. Because we are the church. It should first be in you, the church. The presence of God should be in the church. You. Your tabernacle, your tent, your house is you. We always say the homeless people. Well, first of all, let me change your wording. They're not homeless. They're underserved. Sometimes we, even as Christians with a house, are considered homeless. Let me help you. This is our tabernacle. This is our tent. Who resides here? Who's in here? Who's in us? Ah. The Spirit of God, right? He's in us. Tabernacle, tent, house, house of prayer, tent, apostle, right? He's in us, right? But sometimes we leave him. We don't let him in. We lock him out. Without him, we can't what? Operate. Without him, we can't breathe. Without him, we can't what? Live. We're homeless. We're homeless. Because the Spirit of God is nowhere in us. We say we feel with the Holy Spirit. We speak in a tongue. Yeah. But is He really in us? We're able to know when He's in us when we're going through that one walk. That one walk when everybody has left us. The one walk when everybody, when we don't even gave up on ourselves. That's when your faith really kick in. That's when you know the Spirit of God is really there. So a lot of times we say that, but He's nowhere there. We go, we come to church. We've been in church for fifty years. Oh, we oh we faithful. We clean the church. We give to. We do all the things in the building. But sometimes Christ is not there. Sometimes Christ is not there. But he used Ezekiel in these areas because Christ was in him. God was in him. So that's why even the vision of the Valley of the Dry Bones. Amen. 
it demonstrated again God breathing a new life into Judah. See, it wasn't him just breathing into the bones. The revelation is that he breathed into a dead people. And we're talking about Judah. So him breathing, breathing that breath into those bones, he was showing Ezekiel even dry dead bones can live again. These people is not easy, but they can live again. These people is not easy. They can turn their life around again. Don't be so quick to give up on people. But our worst things, we so quick to give up on our family. And we call ourselves Christians. Don't you know our first ministry is our family? You can call yourself anybody. But if you your first ministry is your family, then what gift is in you? What fire is in you? Strange fire. Not Holy Ghost. Because God loves family. And that, if you can get in that, anybody hard out there, it won't be so hard. Because who's the hardest one to get to? Who's the harder one? The ones that's close to you. You don't come with people that don't know you. It's the ones that's close to you. Your husband, your wife, your church. Your children. The same ones that came out of you. The same ones that you pushed and almost lost it. And cried all night after they came out. And you ain't know why you was crying, baby blues. But you was just so joyful. The same one that you did everything for. The same one that you, you, you given everything. And they still don't know how to talk to you. Are you serious? I raised you better than that. I didn't teach you that. When you want something, hey mom. But when I call, you don't even call me. You texting me. Matter of fact, I gotta text you to see where you are. No, that's not how we raised you. That's why we gotta pray for our children. And children ain't just children when they're 18. Even when they're 50, they're your children. You don't throw them away. You don't say, well, you know what? No, I'm done with it. No, because you're, that's what Satan wants. He wants our seed. When we say, oh, I'm done with you. Get out. Hey, you done gave Satan his best meal for today. Because he wants our seed. Why? Because our seed multiply. He wants to stop multiplication. He don't want more believers, those that are of God, that have truth to come into the kingdom of God. He need more like him. So if he can stop our generation, come on, this generation, come on now. What's not like back then? You baby. But I'm just saying, it's not like how we said yes ma'am, no ma'am. We held door when they come in, come out. We sit there, mama ain't home, we go next door, we better not say nothing. We eat what they give. We said that we did our homework. Nowadays, you get somebody kiss, they cuss you out, blah, 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 I kill you, ah. Back then, put a stick on my arm, knock it off, we fighting. Nowadays, pow, pow, pow. Even on the highway, you wear me over, boom, ah. On the highway, you may say, and then just drive off now. You can't even do that because they coming up behind you, pop, pop, pop. Different generation. Because the enemy tries but also, remember I say everything is the devil. Because the Bible says to honor your mother and father all the days. 
Now, I'm not saying like God going off killing our kids. That's not what I'm saying. But when you don't do what God said, come on, judgment, things happen. And when you're disrespecting your parents, that's not what God told us to do. He said to honor your mother and father. But also, parents, he said, don't provoke your children. Don't be trying to control them. Let them be. I have to say, Lord, okay, teach me how to raise young men. They're not boys no more. Because, and show me how to be a mother. I'm not just apostle to you. I'm your mother. So I had to learn how to be mother, not pastor. Mother first, pastor second. Again, I always was mother when they was young. But when they become older men, okay, I can't treat them like boy. They men. Now I have to listen more. But I have to go back and say, God, train me, teach me how to raise young men. I had to come to myself. I had to ask for forgiveness. Because I, I wanted them to be one way. I, I wanted them to say a certain thing in a certain way. But my approach was not it. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I wasn't saying it right. I was driving them farther and bringing them closer. I can say this because some of us is doing the same thing. And then one day, I said, Lord, you have to show me. So I had to go back being a mother, not apostle. What about the fun things when we laughed? When we went here, went there. Now sometimes we're like, oh, I'm an apostle, I'm a pastor. Oh, come to church, come to church, 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 church. <laughs> come do, you know, come on. Yes, please come to church. But I need God to bring you to church. Because when you come, you're going to stay. You ain't coming just because mama say come. One day I'm in church and my son, I heard something go ding. I'm in here praying, getting ready for Sunday service. And I'm and something go ding. And then I seen that um, when I came back up here, you know, like if your phone is here, has stuff ready to record. But then a message could drop down off your phone. It was my son saying, I just sent him my offering. Now he ain't came to church. Believes. He said, come. I'm just saying, that's a story. Come on, he didn't have to. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's a story. I just cried. I know people that's online and the lady was sitting here like, you know, people probably was like, what? I just started crying. They ain't know because that was a story. So the littlest things. Sometimes we just want them to come open the church door, be in here, all service, all God will soon draw them to him. And guess what? It may not even be in this building. They may come help here and there, but it may be in somebody else's building. And guess what? You don't even know. It's another man of God that cut his hair that's ministering to him now. Come on now. That is a pastor that has a church. Sometimes a man got to be with a man. Sometimes God have a woman with woman. You think God just have you? What's your, your name? Evangelist Kelly. Do you think that God just have you with Evangelist Kelly? 
I don't know the relationship. I don't need to know. Just like that. But she's like a... For a reason. And also, God have you with her for a reason. So it's a two-way street. Y'all poor in each other. But she's like that. Midwife that. You know, like... If you're sitting, you know, back then, they had the midwives one-on-one side. You can help me. I ain't that old, but I, I do know, hey, they have one-on-one side, other, other side, and they hold the legs. Because, you know, giving birth ain't easy. Come on, we say, I, I know for me, when I first had my child, I'm in Bethesda. I said, no, 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 I'm not pushing. They said, you, you ain't got no choice. The head is, you know, it's right here. <laughs> but it was so much pain, and that was my first baby, you know. And, and I didn't know, you know, having a natural birth, it was like, and then when it, when that, once the hand came through, everything else was next day. It just popped on out. And then when the second one came, it, it still hurt it, but I didn't say what I said the first time. Like I had it, I was used to it, right? But that's what midwives do. As they're there holding one another, they're holding that individual up so that it, they can push through. The pains they can push through life they can push through but at the same time even as they're holding them up they're also gleaning from them we know from elijah and elisha we look at elijah just being this great prophet with such a great anointing but guess what elijah needed elisha because remember elijah went up and gave up but it was after God fed him with the dirty ravens and told him to get up and to come down. And when he came down, that's when he met who? Elisha. And it was Elisha to who, who helped him make the rest of the way. And he wouldn't have met Elisha who knows the story. So he needed an Elisha in order for him to go up in the spirit. He was going up in the spirit, y'all. He couldn't get there without an Elisha. But Elisha said he wanted that anointing. He saw that anointing. He saw what was on his life. But Elisha, going through what he went through, didn't know what was on his life. And that's what happens to us. We don't know sometimes what's on us because we're going through life. But when we just get down and begin to get into God's presence, even though he show us, he move us, it gives us that extra push. It's a step. And step, 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 step. Next thing you know, we're running. We're running and we can't be stopped. We're running we ain't looking back. And people saying, well, what's going on? You don't even know I'm running for my life. I can't look back. I can't stop now. I'm on a go. I'm on a run. Because if you knew where I was up when I was up in that tree, I felt like giving up. Matter of fact, I stopped eating like Elijah. He stopped doing everything. God said, no. Here, take some bread. Take this. I got it. You need strength. That's why I said, those that wait on the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. You have to wait on the Lord. He gives you direction. He gives you structure. He gives you this. And then one time, apostle came back. He was gone for like four months. But in those four months, I was fasting, fasting, fasting. Praying, praying, praying. Fasting, fasting, praying. He came back and said, you still fasting? I said, yeah. And I'm going back in another fast. Because I needed something from God. I did not have yet what I needed. He gave me some things, but I was still weak. And that was the time of COVID. Everybody was weak. 
I needed to be strengthened. Because God was sending those that was coming with baggage. Anxiety ain't easy. Depression ain't either. See, I know. Because I was, I, I went into depression. I went into, you know, people say, I almost lost my mind. I say, really? Huh. I lost my mind. I lost that. But God gave me a renewed mind. I lost it. That's the difference. I lost it. I lost my mind. But God gave me a renewed mind. And it wasn't easy. But now, I can deal with people. Back then, I dealt with them, but I can't, couldn't deal with them at the level I can deal with them now. Because I lost my mind. And now I got a radical mind of faith right now. Crazy mind of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. People say, well, just thank God for losing your mind. No, thank God for giving me a right mind. Sometimes you got to lose your mind just to get his mind. And we think we already got the mind of Christ away and he ain't got his mind. Amen. Are we learning something, you guys? See, I'm telling you, not only biblical, but God will also bring our life experiences also through with his word. Like Jeremiah, Ezekiel was a priest who was called to be a prophet of the Lord. Amen. They were here. Amen. They were, like I said, deported to Babylon around the 597 B.C., amen, and prophesied from 592 B.C. to at least 570, amen, hallelujah, and to the 597, amen. So about almost 22 years, something years, and we say we are retired from ministry. We are retired from ministry. You can't retire. Is Jesus retired? Everything Jesus did. Don't you think he got a right to retire when, 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 when he went up? After the same ones he fed, the same ones he healed, delivered, set free, they say crucify him. Don't you think he would have went in retirement? These people, the same ones, y'all know they crucify us. The same ones you help. The same ones you, you lay on, you spend. Me, uh, you talk about hours prayer. Uh, they come back and say, you dish, you did, you went, you won, you did. Ah! And I always tell people, hey, listen, if they are a witch or warlock, please bring them. Because when they walk in the door, the Spirit of God is going to hit them. And guess what? If they do come in, they won't be able to do anything because the Spirit of God is here. Oh, you want? Yeah, because God wants to deliver them. Who are we afraid of? We're not afraid of it. It's a spirit. It is a spirit. But when you're giving truth and you're teaching God's truth and you're giving God's word, you're going to be every word in the book. They're going to talk about you. They're going to do all type of bad things against you. Matter of fact, they are going to walk with a spirit of offense. And what happens is, when somebody comes into church or come wherever you are, you're going to be on your job, marketplace ministry, and God is using you to help this person on their job. What they will do is they will come in. The person has been there for 15, 20 years, and they will be in there, and God going to set you in there, knowing that you need a word from God, you need just hope, you need your faith need to be activated, and God knows that this woman of God has been working, has, has just come in. This woman of God, I'm going to use an example. 
this woman of God have worked in this place for 35 years. Y'all both were women of God, but God is strengthening you to another level. You don't went to every place. You don't got every degree. You wanted the top, top, whatever you do. And God sent you to this place. And you say, well, Lord, wait a minute. Why do I got to come and work underneath somebody when I've already got my degrees? I've got my license. And I got this. I got that. You don't understand it because you feel like you need to be paid top notch. You need to be this. But God is bringing you in to set you up under somebody that's seasoned in the spirit, not seasoned on your job. Come on now. So sometimes we miss it. I'm using marketplace, but it's also for ministry. God to bring somebody to a church building. People have been in the church for a long time. They don't want to change, but they ain't leaving because they want to uproot everybody else out in the church. They don't want the church to grow. They want the church to be stagnant and stale. So they will stay in the same church for 50 years just to stop God, try to stop the move of God, but it never works. And somebody fresh comes in that has fire for God, has a love for God. What they are do is they'll sit there and they'll be like, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, oh um, how long you been here? Well, I just got here. I know the Lord doing something. I don't know what the Lord is doing, but I know he's doing something. Oh, well, I've been here, you know, 30, 40 years. You know, we get, this is a good ministry, very good ministry. Don't get me wrong, but you know, so-and-so, just be careful, you know. You know, she's nice and everything, but some days, girl, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know, but, and you know, the pastors and them, they, they really sweet people, you know, but you know, the way sometimes they do the service over there, they can do it a little bit better. Already sowing discord. Already sowing gossip. So this new person sitting here, she on fire. He on fire ready. And kind of like, <laughs> I just left a church like that. I just left people like that. And then the enemy start talking to them more like, you sure you want to be in a place like that? <laughs> Come on now. But God does send them to a place like that because they really wasn't supposed to leave the place like that until God began to what? Deliver them out of a place like that because God needed them to what? Take their feelings off with their sleeve and begin to be soldiers of the Lord. But sometimes they ran because they saw they thought the grass was green or what? On the other side. But what they did was they ran from the giant. Come on now. That God told them to stand up against. So now they come back to another place with the same giant, just different location, different people. And until you face your giant, until you overcome that giant, I don't care where you go. You can go from the north, the east, the south, or the west. You're going to still have to conquer that giant. Amen. But it's not right for people to cause the spirit of offense to try to push people out the ministry, push people out the marketplace just because they've had a, um, a conflict with somebody. We, we're going to not always get along with everybody. We're not here to be friends with one another. But the Bible says we, we must love one another. A difference. You don't have to like me, but you got to love me. You ain't got to like me, but you got to love me. You got to love me for real. You ain't got to like me. You ain't got to be with me every day, but you got to love me. Love me means that you will hear me out. Love me means 